0: I'm Kara Ann Marie. I play Sue in Cobra Kai and you're listening to Cobra Kai Companion. If you're here because of what happened at last year's championship, I can assure you we've hired an entirely new food vendor.
1: Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, also host of Podstalgic. Today's episode is another interview uh, this one is with Kara Ann Marie who plays Sue uh, the board member of the All Valley karate Tournament committee she talks about uh, some previous work she has done including uh, Liberty's secret uh, which is a political satire and a musical and also about a couple different... Maybe not quite deleted scenes, but, uh, some, some things that were cut from the scenes that she was in, uh, to include one with, uh, Billy Zapka in episode seven, the All Valley and also the season one finale at the tournament. So some really cool insight and nuggets from this interview, which I'm very excited for you guys to hear. And here it is. Hello. Hello, Miss Kara. Yes. It
0: Hi. is Peter.
1: It is. How are you doing?
0: I'm well, how are you? I'm
1: doing good, thank you. Thank you for um, agreeing to speak with us.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm pumped to chat with you.
1: <laughs> well, you know, let's jump into it and let's learn a little bit okay. about yourself. Um, I did find out that uh, you have a theater and voice degree. When, when did you totally. get into, um, when, when did you find out that you had this, this passion for music and theatrics?
0: Kind of really young. um, You know, I I grew up in Chelsea, Michigan, which is actually a very artistic community. Um, Jeff Daniels is from there and he has a beautiful theater in Chelsea and the high school and, and the schools are very art focused. So I was super lucky from a young age to have access to audition for really great choirs and musicals and get into plays. And so I kind of started, even when I was in high school, I was doing a lot of theater uh, and singing and dancing. And then I got into the University of Michigan um, in Ann Arbor, and they have a beautiful music program. Um, So I started out actually getting an opera degree, and um, so very classical voice. And then as the I got maybe a year into it, I realized I was more drawn towards musical theater. So I added the theater components um, onto my degree at the university. And then once I graduated, I kind of the, the first decade of my career, I would say was just doing musical theater, um, singing and dancing, doing a uh, choral tours, regional theater, um, just different tours that travel the United States. So, and I, I really love it. And then it's, it's actually only been the last couple years that I've kind of hopped over to doing on-camera work. I was really not, I, I don't know, I wasn't auditioning for it. Um, and then I, I I was living in New York City at that point and was kind of just kicking around doing theater. And then I started to audition for commercials and realized like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's just like a different, uh, aspect of my theater degree, and then I started getting some indie films, and uh, that kind of led me to um, getting different agents, and, you know, you sort of just keep keep um, moving forward, and um, so, but I've, I've loved uh, working on camera. It's a way more intimate setting, I think, than theater. Theater's uh, very presentational, very big, and um, on-camera work's very intimate and personal, and I, I've really just enjoyed getting kind of to know that process better and it's it's been really exciting for me.
1: Yeah, I bet you it's um quite uh, different, you know, in 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 the terms of the setting because You know, I've talked to uh, a number of the cast members who have done stage as well. I I remember speaking uh, with Hannah Keppel, who played Moon, and we were just talking about how, Mm -hmm. you know, on stage, there's just a very small margin of error, you know, Uh, whereas... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, in front of the camera, you can do different takes and stuff. You Uh, can
0: keep... Yeah, (laughs) that's actually a real gift. It's so funny that you mentioned Hannah, because I actually spoke with her dad for a while when... They were, you know, we were all on set together because he had found out I had a pretty long musical theater um, background and I had a lot in common with Hannah. So he was really just just curious kind of how I navigated both things. And um, there was a super nice family. And this is such an exciting issue. She was so beautiful in the show. It's such an exciting um, thing that this is kind of really uh, launched her on camera. I think um, at such a young age, it's so awesome.
1: Yeah, I was so surprised to find out how young she really was and how uh, <laughs> involved in different things like the uh, March for Our Lives. You know, in yeah. um, uh, gosh, in Asheville, North Carolina, I believe it was. But what were some stage plays that you were involved with uh, when you were doing that?
0: Okay, so. Um, I've, I did a Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. I've done, I played Cinderella three times. Wow, <laughs> the one of my
1: favorites. Love um, it.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. And um, so I really, because I come from a more um, legitimate vocal background, I get a lot of, like I did Christine and Phantom regionally. Um, I've done uh state fair i've done dorothy and the wizard of oz like very traditional Oh, so has um, hannah
1: she's played dorothy a uh, 14
0: yeah oh yeah. my gosh oh <laughs> awesome yeah it's so you know it's it's just a, a kind of escape world when you're living in that world so um I actually it's been a couple years since i've been auditioning but i have been i was just practicing vocally earlier today, getting ready for some Christmas um, stuff that I have coming up to sing for the holidays. And I was just thinking like, "Mm, I want to get back into, uh, you know, maybe get back on stage and kind of find a better balance of um, being on camera and being on stage is uh, would be a great balance to, to hit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you mentioned it was only just a, like a couple of years ago that you started getting into, um, you know, like filming. What made yeah. you decide to do that? Did you feel like you kind of fulfilled, like, um, you know, the wanting to be on stage and then try something different? Or
0: I did. I, I was getting, um, I just wanted a change, you know. I was getting that, just, um, Sometimes like you can get into shows and it's kind of a longer run and you're doing the same show for months on end sometimes and I kind of just had gotten to a place where I I really just wanted to try out something new for a little bit and but then once I had a little taste of it I really enjoyed it <laughs> and kind of felt like oh what is this new thing that's that's
1: it's fun a new shiny toy
0: yeah, exactly. So that was definitely what happened, and and uh, and you know, now I think you you start to you can play with all the toys, probably. Like you can, you know, sometimes hop on stage and sometimes be working on camera, and um, and you know, I can do all of these things as well, and and then just find a balance, you know. But it's it's been really fun, you know. That's actually you had brought up Liberty's Secret, and so there I actually had such an interesting. Combination of all of these things, Liberty Secret was a, a full length feature film that was a, a completely original movie musical, which I did about two or three years ago and It was actually a professor at the University of Michigan had written a girl meets Girl movie musical, and it's a political satire. All of the music is original composition that he wrote he directed it and wrote everything and um it's on Amazon. It, it toured through some festivals. We went to the OHEC Film Festival with it. And it, it was such a, a cool thing to be taking what I had been doing and bringing it to what I'm currently doing. More people can be making musicals. I think that would be. That
1: would be a gift. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Liberty's Secret is definitely a project that I'm very much interested in. Um, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I love uh, that. yeah I'm, I'm a fan of musicals as well. You know, I, I love like Mary Poppins and obviously your traditional Disney movies with all those songs. Uh, so when I saw, um, a, a trailer for Liberty's Secret, I think I even watched like a, like a, a brief interview with, um, is it Andy? Kirschner. Kirshner. Yeah. Kirshner. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was him and a woman who I, I don't believe I caught her name, but she said she was also like a choreographer. And um, I, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. if she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby
0: Williams probably was a choreographer on it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Could be her. But um, yeah, just, you know, what they had to say about, uh, about the film and, you know, you know, it being the political satire that I didn't get the sense from that. It was that from the trailer that I saw. I, I, matter of fact, I, I think it was like a fan made music video, perhaps, you know, with one of the original uh-huh. songs, I think. And so when I saw that interview with him, I was like, oh, OK, th- e- you know, that's even uh, that's more interesting because I didn't know what your character was. So can you touch on yeah. a, a little bit about your character? Was it Nikki?
0: yeah. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah. So I play uh, Nikki Levine and she is a, um, she's involved in, in politics. She's kind of a a political handler, you know, handling like PR for a candidate that is really not doing well. Um, They're out on kind of like a, a political tour and they stop at a church and a girl things at the church, and they kind of get this idea that if they could bring her on board, and she's very popular and people kind of just fall in love with her, and if they could bring her as part of the, the campaign, it would really boost up his numbers. And so Nikki gets assigned to take liberty kind of around the country on this, on this tour to promote our political candidate. And in the meantime, Liberty, it, who is kind of young and, and and just kind of figuring herself out, they fall in love on the campaign trail. And she comes from a very religious, conservative background. And it sort of brings up all of this really beautiful conversation about love and um, marriage equality and, and, and has a lot of funny moments in addition to to really holding a mirror up to uh, what it means to to love and to have the right to marry and, um, you know, to be a parent to someone that falls in love with someone of the same sex. And in addition to, to singing and dancing, <laughs> it, was yeah. very, it was a story. It was really everyone involved in it. It was so beautiful and um, everyone really just believed in the, the message. And it, it was such a passion project for Every single person working on it, and Andy had spent i think eight years trying to get it made um, and got a lot of funding from the University of michigan and and you know I think after the fact um, and so we went to the we went to the Ojai film Festival we went to some it did some it did well in some international film festivals, I think in Germany as well. but the thing I have developed these online relationships with just lovely friends that I have made who have fallen in love with the, the movie and really just didn't have, um, they didn't have these kind of characters. They didn't have a movie that was just sweet and endearing and a musical and about them. And I guess I, I didn't, it wasn't something that I was aware of that like, you know, I, I think in Hollywood, this is a big conversation that's going on is, it's just the representation of everyone, um, you know, whether that's race or, um, you know, th- sexual preference or different, you know, this there's a, a lot of people living on this planet right now and movies and film and television and theater uh, can tell all of those stories because they all exist and they all are are valid and important to, to understand each other, you know, and, and to find more peace in the world, perhaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, again, I mentioned it, it it sounds like something right up my alley. I'm very interested in it. Now, um, with your background, did you find the transition to doing something like that challenging at all? Or did that, with your background, did that prepare you for that role?
0: I think when I did Liberty's Secret, I had kind of, I had been working on camera quite a bit more um, at that point. I think I had, I definitely had a transition when I first started working on camera. I felt like, oh, okay, uh, I need to take everything um, less theatrical. And there's a camera right here. Uh, But by the time I got to Liberty's Secret to working on that, um, I had done another, you know, I had done a couple other things before that that gave me a good amount of time on camera. Um, So honestly, it, it didn't feel like it was that, big of a transition other than occasionally we dance and occasionally the emotions heightened and that encourages us to break into song. You know, I, I think if anything, for me, it felt, it felt very natural to, to combine the two at that point. Yeah. So yeah, it was such a great experience. I hope you watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if I can, um, because, uh, I've also interviewed, um, uh, Matt Lewis, uh, and, and there's okay. a project. Oh,
0: I love Matt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He, um... He was involved in something that I was very much interested in too. That's why I enjoyed doing the research because how else would I know, you know, what else you guys have done? And then so I right. often find myself like, oh my god, I want to see that, you know. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah.
1: There was a movie on Alisa Cochran was also in. I'm like, oh my god, that sounds so interesting. That sounds like an uh, origin story to your character uh, Yasmin. <laughs> and she's like, you're, you're kind of right. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so I guess that's a great transition into uh, Cobra Kai. So how, how did you come across the role of Sue? Uh, do, do you have an agent that found that? Or um, was it one of yeah, those things, Actors totally. Access? or
0: No, um, my agent emailed me. And it was, it's not that exciting of a, of a story. He had <laughs> emailed it to me. And I was um, kind of not sure what it was. You know what I mean? When I first read, like, oh, okay, Daniel we're you owns know, the car dealership. I'm like, that's kind of interesting, you know. And I, I just submitted a tape and, and booked it off of the tape. So it was all very smooth and seamless, such a dream to, you know, just get the sides, tape it and and kind of appear on set for the job. It was really wonderful. So at that point, though, we weren't sure that we, we didn't know that we were in the finale until we got there and started working, at least for me. I don't know about the other guys that are the board members, um, you know, Matt and Keith and and Kurt, if they knew we were coming back for the finale. But um, we had that board meeting, you know, that was basically the scene uh, that we knew going into it, and then it expanded once we got on set to being the judges at the the final tournament, which was so cool. Uh, Because one of the things that I, as I was kind of looking over that email was thinking about I had forgotten because I haven't been thinking back on it. But one of the, the coolest, coolest things uh, to witness was we were sitting at that judge's table for probably five days oh, while wow. they were shooting all of that finale choreography. So we had front row seats <laughs> to like literally we're right there in the front row to watch. That beautiful stunt choreography. It was it to me that that was the first time I'd ever seen a stunt choreography that close up and to watch the double come in and then the actor come back in and the amount of focus and it was it was mind blowing. And I honestly walked away from season one and I said, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into karate. (laughs) Like I'm (laughs) gonna learn. I'm gonna learn how to do that. I was so inspired. I've yet to uh, to learn any karate, any karate, but um, who knows? Maybe there's still time. I was so blown away by that. So uh, it was. Um, I, I just auditioned for it and and booked it, which was amazing. It, it, anytime you know, anytime you have a new project to work on, it's just such such a gift. And this was this was no different. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, to take a line from Sensei Lawrence, I mean, just it's, it's it's never too late to learn to kick ass.
0: Right, <laughs> I love it. So, I, I've got it. Yeah, more of that for sure.
1: Do you have any backstory uh, for Sue? Did they give you any kind of direction? Because what if Sue knew some karate and maybe that's why she's on the committee?
0: Peter, I would love it. So listen, because we we didn't get a lot of backstory coming into it, but um, it's it's funny because we were actually on set a, a good amount in shooting that finale. And the four of us on the committee got on so well, we really ended up developing really nice relationships and friendships, the four of us. And kind of just naturally those humans, you know, those characters came to life for us. I really think that Sue um, has had a karate experience and has children that are in karate and that's how she got so heavily involved in, in the board. But I would certainly, man, I would be so excited to be doing some of my own stuff <laughs> that's certainly a story I've fantasized about about happening you know for sure
1: now uh, I am curious you're in this you know the boardroom and uh, Johnny Lawrence is sitting before you guys and he's telling the mm-hmm. story about John Creese being dead and Daniel's just like oh this is bullshit so like the the looks that you throw at Daniel and like kind of the tone <laughs> is there anything behind yeah. that because I feel that's very specific
0: Well, I think for us, you know, for me, he came in as such an underdog. And I, Sue, in my mind, was really hearing the banning and all of this stuff, such a surprise to me. So for him to respond so hostily, I felt like, where are you coming from? Like, this gentleman seems lovely and so charming (laughs) and you know a a little bit of that I have to be totally honest uh Billy Zabka in real life is one of the most charming human beings so I think a little bit of that carries over in like how could you ever and of course Ralph Macchio is, is very lovely as well but in that context it felt like how could you ever you know this isn't the way that we behave As a board, you know, uh, this is we're going to vote on everything. Everything's very political. What is all of this? He's speaking about, you know, and he was such an underdog and it was so hard to. Obviously, you just want to take care of him. (laughs) So that was for Sue. I felt like, oh, I just love him. I don't know why. Why are you being so mean to him? I think he's fabulous and he should get whatever he wants, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoy that. I mean, I, I love the side eye that she just throws at Daniel. I mean, because he dismisses everything that Johnny's even saying; he's not hearing him out.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so fun, though. Billy, Billy was uh, you know did want to improv some different stuff, and he had some really funny takes with my character as well, where he was kind of, like, flirting with her, and it was really lovely. That didn't make the cut. <laughs> oh, and I no. Wish, you know, we had kind of talked about it afterwards, that he was like, I wish it would, you know, I hope they go with that take. Because it was very, very funny.
1: What, what was it? Was it just a look or some lines?
0: Um, he had said something about, uh, so after I said uh, the community you know, could use more men like you, Mr. Lawrence. And he says, "Thank you, ma'am." And if I could speak with you separately after the meeting about something totally separate, and it was just so charming <laughs> and sweet. And uh, and then Daniel said, "This is bullshit," because oh, <laughs> it just was getting—it was getting heightened and heightened and heightened—that the board loves loves Johnny, right? The board is just like, "I he's great." To heighten that comedy of like, how is this, you know? How is this happening to Daniel? Um, it was, it was so, the whole thing was just so well written and so clever. And John and Josh and Hayden are smart and fun and, and, and open, I think, to ideas that are brought by the actors. Um, or just, just to play around. You know, one thing that I was going to mention is in the finale, I run onto the mat to tell Daryl that that Ralph is going to um, coach Robbie, right. that Daniel's going to coach Robbie. And that was that was on-the-spot idea that, that I think John and Josh and Hayden had just on a lunch break. And we've been on set, you know, for a number of days, and I was just kind of kicking around in the green room, and then they came in and said like, hey, do you remember this moment where uh, uh, Allie runs onto the the maths in the first movie, and I actually had to quick get on my phone <laughs> and go look for that. Um, you know, I was a little panicked, like, what are you talking about? But then, of course, you know, as you start seeing it, it's like, oh, we're right, very right, right. And I was just totally honored to to run on and have a little flashback to that, that moment in the first movie, was was super exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's a very... Uh, n- not a pivotal moment, but definitely a memorable moment in in the original movie. Um, Completely. How, how familiar were you uh, with the credit kid before signing on to Cobra Kai? I
0: mean, I'm a child of the '80s, yes. So, absolutely, it was a huge part of my childhood. I don't know if I should even say this. I didn't go back to rewatch it, honestly, because I felt like I wanted to just be new to what they were creating now. So I didn't go back to watch it. I don't know how many people fess up to that. <laughs> but I do actually think uh, I've since watched it, you know, I watched it after the fact again, but I did, you know, I wanted just to come into it very openly and not have all of this attachment to the things that had taken place then. I, I kind of wanted to be a new character in in their world that was fresh to who these men are now, as opposed to kind of throwing back to who they were younger. If that makes sense a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned that uh, Billy did some improving on his own. What about your part? Where was there any improving, or everything was just right off the page?
0: I was pretty much right off the page. I had uh, some lines in the finale that didn't make the cut, and I think we changed those around a little bit. But it was kind of like a, an odd angle. I was turning around and meeting the family, Ralph's family. Um, so I, I really stuck pretty much to the page. I. Uh, I'm always happy to improvise, but I think sometimes you you serve the purpose of of just saying the lines that were given to you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because um, mm-hmm. I've I've heard some fun stories of like deleted lines, deleted scenes, or shortened scenes that just didn't make the cut because it just you know it didn't quite fit the narrative. Though they were fun, uh, but that's yeah. I, I think those are the stuff that you know listeners would love to hear about and wish that we can also see uh, eventually, hopefully on on a Blu Ray.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I was hoping they would do some sort of like outtake. Yeah. But the other thing that is, is I, I was really um, pleased to see that I I hope, you know, fans know it, it was so beautiful to see really how um, what a nice relationship Ralph and Billy have they really enjoy each other and they've known each other most of their lives. I think so. It was beautiful to also watch just like how playful they are with each other and they get on great. And, you know, I think that really sets the tone for the whole set it was it was just such a fun set to work on and and I could have sat there forever,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had the pleasure of actually um uh, attending their panel here in Portland when they came to visit, and uh, I got to oh, meet them, cool. yeah, at their booths too and so uh, yeah i I see the the playfulness you know that they tried to play up that rivalry, you know on, on on yeah, the couch yeah. while Martin Cove is sitting there, just <laughs> kind of shaking his head. Uh, it's it's great. So um, I do envy you guys for sharing the set with them. So I, I wish I can yeah. you know see more of that stuff, uh, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah,
0: hopefully, hopefully
1: they can release some more. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, we're all crossing our fingers. And uh, John Hurwitz has said on Twitter, you know that there's hope. So there's nothing definitely uh, definite, but he's hoping that eventually it will come to home release. Yeah, oh, very cool. Are there any other uh, like behind the scene tidbits that you can remember you know you, you kind of mentioned like the the running across the um the mat in the finale that that was kind of added in was there anything else um something that they cut perhaps that that you remember seeing being shot?
0: We had a scene it was kind of just in the background though where we were giving out some of the awards and that didn't make it in um other than that, for us, I can't think you know we we really you saw really all of what we shot in addition to uh, they added they added I think Keith as the announcer uh daryl and and then I came in and and ran across, and we were the judges the whole time and I can't think of anything else for us because uh, we really were kind of smaller characters uh, that I just hope that that kind of you see again. I would love to, I have tons of ideas. I would love to have some sort of reason to be back um, and and keep being involved and playing with everyone would be just a dream.
1: Well, I mean, everyone's anticipating some sort of Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai. And if that is going to be true. And John Herbert has said as much that there's going to be more ass kicking. I don't yeah. see why the committee <laughs> wouldn't be in season two. Uh, but yeah, uh, what up. are some ideas that you have for Sue if she comes back in season two?
0: Oh gosh. Well, I kind of had a little bit of a thought that um, maybe she's somehow connected to Martin Cove, like they're related or, and so the the committee was actually planted to, you know, was, like, manipulated to to work for Johnny a little bit. Like, Martin Cove was kind of manipulating that. Okay. Uh, and Johnny just thought, like, that's one thing that I've kind of been playing around with. Um, or having some, like, she has a, a, a stronger karate background, and she's more involved with the kids where her own children appear and she's actually like hands on at one of the dojos. I think that would be a really I'm saying that completely selfishly because I've already <laughs> given away that I want to learn karate. I think it's so unbelievably cool. And I was so blown away by the whole thing. So if I get in any excuse that would motivate this, I think uh, you know, or maybe I should just start training and and it'll manifest it to, to coming to life.
1: It just <laughs> might. It just might. maybe <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, do um, flip one of the uh, producers, you know, over and be like, See, I've I've been training. I've been training. Now you can write me yeah. write yeah. me a scene.
0: <laughs> or there's like a musical episode. I'm not sure. There's a variety of there's a variety of things that I feel like, bring me back, we can, you know.
1: That would be Figure great. That would be great. I would love <laughs> right? some kind of Cobra Kai musical episode where Sue sings. Oh my sings. gosh!
0: Right, that's the only thing that's so goofy is I think I'm always trying to pitch a musical. Like no matter what <laughs> I'm working on, I think like you know what would be amazing next season should be a musical because I also um, what I saw has it, come out more recently. I was in uh, season one and season two of Detroiters on Comedy Central. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that show, but there a lot of the characters, the the people that they've used do have musical theater or, or some sort of theater background. And I've thought like, oh, season three is a musical. I just I can feel it. I'm ready to break in the song. Um, I'm always pitching this idea.
1: Yeah, it's it's not something I'm familiar with, but I did see your reel um being on that and it was th- there was one clip that I saw that reminded me of like the board scene where you're in the center, you know, with like four <laughs> yeah, other yeah, men. Yeah, 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 I did see that one.
0: I play an ad executive. I seem to have this thing. You know what's so funny is in real life I'm dressed right now as like a 12-year-old boy. I have on like <laughs> sneakers and sweatpants. <laughs> but when I'm working people seem to dress me so nicely. I'm like in a blouse and skirt and everything. But in my real life, I'm I'm kind of just bumming around under the radar for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, no, we got to be comfortable when we're not working, so I can totally understand that. Totally,
0: yeah. Totally, that's the beautiful thing about a podcast. I could still be in my pajamas. Yeah, you know that's yeah. why uh, podcast uh, podcasting's amazing. It's it's I have so many podcasts that I'm obsessed with, so I'm I'm thrilled to to be able to be on on today.
1: <laughs> well, we're we're definitely honored to have you come on. You know, really appreciate that.
0: Thanks, Peter.
1: Yeah. Um as as we uh, get ready to wrap up here what are some things, um coming up that listeners can keep an eye out for that you're working on that you're allowed to say
0: I I've just been auditioning honestly I don't have anything new coming out but um I've been flying all around uh, I was just in LA for a film audition and I've been going back and forth to, from Atlanta to Chicago um for some different auditions and callbacks. So I'm just kind of waiting for the next thing. But as soon as, uh, as soon as it comes, I will certainly announce it on social media.
1: <laughs> and that concludes my interview with Miss Kara and Marie. So I want to thank her again for coming onto the show and giving me the opportunity to speak with her. And after we had spoken, there was one thing that I forgot to bring up in our interview. It's about her company, Doggy Do Good. Uh, she runs a eco-friendly pet company, uh, which strives to make their pets' carbon paw print smaller while donating a portion of all proceeds to animal rescue and no-kill shelters. So if you guys want to find out more about that, visit www.doggydogood.com. And I'll include the link in the show notes, too, for easier access. So I'd like to thank her again for that and not only do i want to thank her i want to thank all the listeners all of you guys for um supporting our show and interacting with us, whether it's on social media. Uh, well, I guess it is on social media, but uh, in the group page or Twitter or Instagram. Um, getting a lot of love and new listeners as well. Uh, if you want to show us some love, please consider leaving an iTunes review. Um, leave a star rating. That will really help us out. Uh, we've gotten a couple uh, recently, uh, but at the time of this recording, I want to save those for the next time I do something with Tom. Uh, so That way he gets to hear some of those Uh, amazing reviews as well. So if you are a new listener and you enjoyed this interview, please uh, go back and check out some of the other interviews we've done. We've done uh, interviews with cast members from Cobra Kai, uh, but also we did a couple interviews with some uh, previous cast members from the Karate Kid universe to include uh, Martin Cove and also Sean Kanan of uh, the Karate Kid Part 3. So um, a lot of great interviews and a lot of great nuggets from everybody that's been on it's definitely uh, something for you know the hardcore fans so uh, give us a give us a listen. So that's gonna do it and I want to thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time.